Psalm 122, and it's got nine verses in it. I want to, I want to read those nine verses and then uh, preach a little while on, uh, on these verses, if you will, please. And the psalmist said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is building as a city that is compact together. Where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, unto the testimony of Israel, to give thanks unto the name of the Lord. Paul said, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you in 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. We got so much to be thankful for, but we thank him so little. And the Bible said in verse number five, for there are set thrones of judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. Peace be within thy walls and prosperity within thy, pal within thy palaces. For my brethren and companions sake, I will now say, peace be within thee. Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek thy good. You may be seated as we pray. Our precious Heavenly Father, we do want to thank you for this good day. It's been a good day, Lord, and we want to thank you for the privilege that we have to be in this day. And Lord, to be in the house of the Lord. What a blessing it is, and what a, a joy it is and was to hear the good singing uh, from the choir and the others that sang. Lord, what a blessing. I'm glad they're singing the right songs, and I'm glad you gave us a new song when we got saved by the good grace of God. Now, Lord, I stand where no man dare stand alone. I need you tonight. Without you, I can do nothing. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Lord, I need thy strength tonight, and I pray now that you would speak to our hearts. Should there be one of you that's never been saved, I pray this would be the night. The Holy Spirit of God will speak to their heart. Let them see the need to repent of their sin. Call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and be saved by the grace of God. Lord, bless this jubilee, and every man of God that preaches, Lord. Fill them with the Holy Spirit and the power of God. Give them that good liberty. All the singing, everything, may it bring praise and honor and glory on your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. amen. I want to preach on the subject tonight, let us go to church. Praise God, let us go to church. Amen. He said in verse number one, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. He didn't say I was mad when they said let's go to church. He didn't say I was sad when they said let us go to church. He said I was glad, amen. That means I was happy to go to the house of the Lord. I'd never been to Sunday school but one time in my life until I got saved at the age of 23 years old. And praise God, I have enjoyed going to the house of the Lord. I enjoy going to Sunday school. I enjoy staying for 11 o'clock preaching. I enjoy coming back for the afternoon service, the night service, and Wednesday night. I enjoy revival meetings. I enjoy camp meetings, amen, jubilees. And I love the house of God. Now, there's something wrong with somebody that tells me they love the Lord and they don't even go to the house of the Lord. 
Now, I'm going to tell you, brother, and I was witnessing uh, to a person here just a few weeks back, and he said, you folk over at Westside must be wicked people. I said, why do you say that? He said, well, every time I pass by on Sunday morning, you're there for Sunday school, then you're there for preaching, then you come back on Sunday night, then you got to go back again on Wednesday. And I said, we've got to do nothing. We go because we want to. And uh, he said, y'all must be wicked people. He didn't even go to church. I said, no, sir. I said, that would keep us from being wicked people. Amen. And you would probably be a whole lot better if you were to go to the house of God. Say amen right there. Amen. If you ever lose your desire to go to church, then you need old time revival. You need old time preaching, hallelujah, from the King James Bible. I was not sad and I was not mad when they said to me, let us go to the house of God, not forsaking the symbol of our chest together as man of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching in Hebrews 10, 25. Boy, that word exhorting means to encourage one another. I get encouraged when I go to church, my friend. I've been encouraged this morning, thank God. And I'm encouraged right now. Used to have a man and his wife that got saved on up in years, and we, uh, they joined the church or baptized them, and they got to one that was sick and not hardly able to go to church, and and he would come in on Wednesday night. He said, Brother Paul, he said, I, I just felt so bad. I, I thought about just staying at the house. He said, you could tell he was down. He had a sad look on his face. And, but he said, I just wanted to come on over here on Wednesday night. And he said, I knew that if I come, I'd get blessed. Well, brother, I tell you, the choir got to singing. People were saying amen. Praise the Lord and hallelujah. I like that, don't you? And then, my friend, I started preaching the word of God. And brother, you could see the smile coming on his face and, and he came in kind of dragging but after service invitation given he got up my friend he was walking like this. he said praise God brother Paul I feel so much better now that I came to the house God I tell you God just blessed me real good I just feel so good I can't hardly stand it ain't that a blessing from God amen have you ever been to church you didn't feel good after you came to church and heard the singing heard the preaching fellowship with God's people amen you got to feeling a whole lot better amen Hallelujah. I was glad when they said, let us go into the house of God. We should rejoice. And when we have the opportunity to go to the Lord's house to worship him. God is a spirit. Now they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth from your heart and from our heart through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in John chapter four and verse number 24. Aren't you glad that you're able to go to church? And aren't you glad you're able to worship the Lord Jesus Christ and to sing the songs of Zion, the songs that glorify our wonderful Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Oh, what an opportunity. Opportunity. What a privilege. I said, dear Lord, before I left the house, I said, dear God, it's going to be, it's going to be a uh, rainy day. Looks like all the day long. And I said, it's going to be kind of cool. And I said, it's a long ways. But I said, dear God, what a blessing it is to be able to go to the house of the Lord and hear the singing and the preaching. And it was just a real joy. I said, thank God, have Hallelujah. Amen. I feel right at home. Amen. Yes, sir. You see, today we can travel easily to a good church to worship our God. 
I got saved in the Southern Baptist Church and stayed there two years. And that's really the only church I really knew that much about. Good preacher, real good preacher. And after I've been there for about two years, they started using the good, not, yeah, the good news for modern men. I call it the good news for modern monkey. Not even good news for them, really. And the NIV, the non-inspired version. And I told the pastor, I said, Pastor, I said, I can't listen. He didn't use it, but the Sunday school teachers were using it. And he said, I said, I'm not going to, I said, I'm not going to raise my children in a church unless they use the King James Bible. He said, what am I going to do? What am I going to do about it? I said, well, you're the pastor. I've just been saved two years. But I said, you're the pastor. You're the one that's able to put a stop to it. I said, all you got to do is to say this. We will not use that book as you call the Bible. We're going to stay where the King James Bible. He wasn't going to do that because he, he knew he'd get kicked out of the church. Are you listening to him? I said, okay. I'm not, going, I'm not going to talk about you, and I'm not talking about you now. Well, it may sound like it. I guess it does. But anyway, I said, well, I'm gone. Me and my wife and boys, we're gone. And he said, if you go over there to that independent church, you won't never be used of God. But that's what he told me. I said, preacher, if I've got to use a good news for modern man or an NIV, to be used of God. I just won't be used of God because I'm not going to use it. And I'm not going to let anybody teach me and my family from anything except the King James Bible. And I was real nice like I am right now. <laughs> Amen. Are you listening? But boy, was he so wrong. The first month I went over, let's say I married a precious Methodist girl. <laughs> Amen. And when I got saved, she was in the choir, uh, singing in the choir with the robes and all of that on, you know. And they have, they have the songbooks like this, you know. I shouldn't be making fun of that. I mean, but after one month after going to that church, she got saved. The preacher preached on hell, and nine ladies got saved, and my wife got saved. That's a blessing from God. Amen. Amen. Then after a year and a half after that, God called me to preach the Word of God. And I'm going to tell you, God is, and, and a pastor for somebody that God wasn't going to use if I got out of the Southern Baptist Convention, and God has let me preach all over this country, and I'm not boasting, I'm just saying what God did, what God's doing, not anything that I did. I didn't know all this was going to happen. Put us in the church and let me pastor that same church for 47 years. Woo! Hey, 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 I feel like riding that bicycle now, praise God. Pick a little cotton, do a little fighting. Amen. God, you're doing a great job, man. Don't ever fire him. Amen. <laughs> Thank God. And I live forevermore. By the way, I led the choir in our church for about probably 20 years, brother, 25. That's a job. But you put everything in it, and that's a job. I'm telling you right now. But anyway, the ancient Jews had to walk a long distance to get the pilgrim. And yet the pilgrim was happy to go to the house of the Lord Amen. They were glad. They got there. They had to walk so many miles to even get there. And they didn't come in after they'd been there 15 minutes and said, boy, time to go. Amen. They, got, they, come, they came to get in, not to get in. I know you, gotta, I know you have to limit a lot of times, especially when y'all got as much going on as you have here in this church. You've got to have a limited time. But God is so good to us. And let us go. That's, a, that's the name of the, the title of the message tonight. Let us go 
to church. I get to go to church. Nobody's made me go to church. I want to go to church. I got saved in church. Amen. I got married in church. Hallelujah. And my wife and I, we raised our two boys in church, thank God. And I went to a church where they had singing like you folk have right here and like we had at the West Side Baptist Church, they still have that. I get to go to hear some good singing in the house of God. I get to go, my friend, to hear some old time preaching, amen, in the house of the Lord. I get to go to the house of God, my friend, to fellowship with God's people. I can't fellowship with the world anymore, and you can't fellowship with the world. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. And Jesus prayed in John chapter number 17, said, Lord, I'm not praying that you will take them out of the world. I'm praying that you will keep them from the evil that is in the world, hallelujah. Amen. Aren't you glad you have a good church to go to? What a real blessing. And so we find here, we find, my friend, the psalmist who said, let us go to the house of the Lord. And then the second thing he talked about, my friend, in verse two through uh, through verse number five, let us praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let us praise the Lord when we go to the house of the Lord. Amen. He's worthy of our praise. We need to praise him and exalt him like you're doing now. And then he said, let us pray, ladies and gentlemen. Thank God you have a praying church. Church. You have, my friend, a worshiping church and a church that praises the Lord. You don't have praising team. Somebody said, y'all have a praising team over there? I said, every one of us over there praise God. <laughs> like you do over here. Ain't God good? Wonderful. Now, let me give you about three things concerning the church. Don't you thank God for the church? The church is a place for you and I to grow in the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse number 2, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Brother, I'm in a church where people want to grow in the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And you grow by hearing the blessed word of God. Well, the Bible says in Psalm 119 and verse number nine, where will all shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. Thy word is very pure. Therefore thy servant loveth it. In Psalm 119 and verse 140. Amen. Amen. He said, thy word have a hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Over in Psalm 119 and verse number 11. I'm going to tell you this Bible will keep us from sin, but sin will keep us from the Bible. Did you know you can read your Bible through in 10 months? by only reading four chapters a day. And my wife and I started that years ago to read the Bible all the way through at least, my friend, once a year. Oh, hallelujah. What a blessing. The Word of God strengthens us. And the Bible said, Oh, how love I thy law. It is my meditation all the day long. In Psalm 119, verse number 97, he said, Forever, O Lord, thy word is said 
settled in heaven. In Psalm 119, verse number 89. Isn't that a blessing from God? Oh, the Bible said, great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. My friend, I'm telling you, if you want to grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, then you're going to have to get in the Bible and love the Bible and hide the Bible in your heart. Amen. Praise the Lord. When I got saved, I fell in love with the church. I fell in love with the King James Bible. And I still love the church. And I still love the King James Bible. I love to read it. Praise God. I love to teach it. Hallelujah. And I love to preach it. Amen. You, when you remove the initial letter in the word preach, what do you have? Reach. What do you have when you remove the initial letter in the word reach? You have each. And I found out the word of God, when it's preached, my friend, with the power of God, it reaches those that are listening to the word of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. What a Savior. Thank God for the B-I-B-L-E. Uh, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the Word of God. The B-I-B-L-E. Used to have a man in our church that got shaved. He said, Preacher, I can't read. I can't read at all. He said, I want you to pray that God will help me read. Well, we prayed for him. I know what he did, but he started, he didn't have any driving license. He's walking up down the streets in Maydam. And he had a great big old King James uh, large print Bible, Brother Joe. And he said, people say, Brother Paul, that older man in your church, every time I go to town, he's down there walking up and down the streets with his Bible open. And so I said, what's wrong with that? He said, nothing. I said, well, listen to it. He learned to read the Bible. We'd take one of the buses we had at that time and go on trips. And Brother Joe said, he would say, Brother Paul, he said, can I, can I read a little bit? I said, read all you want to. Say, man, that's all I've been listening to gossip, ain't it? <laughs> Amen. Read all you want to. And he'd read paragraph after paragraph uh, on the bus, and we just listened to him. Say, Amen, Brother Joe. Amen. Boy, I love the book, don't you? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, the Bible said, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. What a blessing from God. Then he said in Psalm 119, verse 130, he said, The entrance of thy word giveth light. It giveth understanding to the simple. Now, praise the Lord for that. Over in the book of uh, Acts, if you'll turn over there with me just for a little bit, and uh, chapter number 17, I believe it is, and we'll read another verse of Scripture. Thank God for the house of the Lord. Don't you thank the Lord for his blessed word? In Acts 17 and verse number 12, these were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily, whether they were, it says, uh, whether those things were so. Hallelujah. I'm glad the word of God is pure. It's precious. It's forever settled in heaven. Hallelujah. Paul loved the word of God, didn't he? And brother, even in the, in the jail, he said, bring me those books and parchments, but bring me the Bible. Amen. 
And Paul said in, in uh, 2 Timothy 2.15, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Hallelujah. The Bible says in John 1 and verse number 14, The word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Hallelujah for the Bible. In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God and all things were made by Him without Him was not anything made that was made. Amen. Aren't you glad somebody told you about the B.I.B.? That's the book for me. I stand alone on the Word of God, the B.I.B.L.E. Hey, thank God for it. Amen. Rightly dividing the Word of truth. That word divided, it means to cut it straight. <laughs> Don't wiggle wobble on <laughs> it. Cut it straight, brother. Preach it just like it is. Brother Harold B. Sattler told us one time, and he said, Now, fellas, would you all just start reading your Bible, study your Bible, and ask God to give you a message. Just get up and preach the word of God like it is, men, women, boys, and girls as they are. Go home, go to bed, and let God do the rest. I said, That's good. But I caught myself reading the Bible. I caught myself studying the Bible. I caught myself getting the message and preaching it and then going home and staying up all night. <laughs> Did y'all get that? Does that ever happen to you, brother? Oh, my, my, my. God is so good. It's a place where you can grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, the church, brother. Over in 2 Peter chapter number 3, and in verse number 18, the Bible said, but grow in grace. You see, you got to get in grace before you can grow in grace. A baby's got to be born before it can grow as a baby. And the Bible said in John chapter 3, verse number 6 and 7, Jesus said to Nicodemus, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said to thee, you must be born again. Peter said, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. In 1 Peter 1, verse number 22. You see, the Bible said, Romans 10, 17, so then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. The devil doesn't want you to hear the Bible. The devil doesn't want me to hear the Bible. And my friend, the devil doesn't want you young folk to hear the word of God because it's got the power of God. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth and to the Jew first and also to the Greek, my friend. Aren't you glad somebody told you about the Bible. Boy, Paul loved the Bible, didn't he? I want to read this verse of Scripture again. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. What is the gospel? It's the death and burial and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1, 2, and 3. Amen. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Hallelujah. I'm glad God will save whosoever will. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hallelujah. Now I know, my friend, you're not going to get saved until the Holy Spirit of God speaks to your heart 
unless you see your need to repent of your sin and accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Boy, I'm glad he was working on me. And now that I'm saved, he's still working on me. And something's wrong if he ever stops working on us because we need to be worked on. Amen. Amen. And as I go to the doctor for my physical every year, he'll always say, and as we get older, he didn't start telling me that until I was about 60. And as we get older, you know, that's a blessing from God. Paul said, I uh, say, how's that verse of scripture go? Psalm 35 and verse number 25, 37, 25. I have been young. Yeah, I can say that. I have been young. I have been young. And now I'm old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He has supplied every need, thank God, abundantly. I want to quote this again, Matthew 6, 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added. He has added so much to me and so much to my family. Hallelujah. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father's light with his no firmness and the shadow of turning. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today and forever. We're living in a changing world a lot of people are changing. A lot of Baptist people are changing, my friend, but he never changes. He never changes. He's still pure. He's still holy, thank God. He still has all power in heaven and in earth, amen. But the Bible said, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory, both now and forever. And then he said, Amen. Hallelujah. Now, I, I watched this little uh, grand, grandchild of yours. How old is he? Three months old? Four months old? It won't be long before he will have a chicken leg in this hand and a ham biscuit in the other. <laughs> Amen. I mean, he'll be growing the first thing, you know. He may be singing up in the adult choir. <laughs> Are you listening to me? God wants us to grow just like we wanted our children to grow. As I said this while ago, we have, we have trained our children at home and in church. We had devotions at home with our children. We'd read uh, Bible stories to them and read, uh, read the Bible to them and explain what the Bible says about living for the Lord and being obey, obedient to your parents. Amen. Amen. Paul had a real problem with those people. In the book of Corinthians, if you turn over there and notice what he said in 1 Corinthians chapter number 1. And uh, let's see if I want to read that. I, I need to read that, but I'll, I'll go over in chapter 3 and get verse number 1. You see, a carnal state prevents spiritual growth. Don't ever forget now, a carnal state prevents spiritual growth. I know you want your children to grow up, right? Amen. I've got four grandchildren now and they are taller all of them are taller than I am the youngest one is just 17 years old and he's just a little bit taller than me but the others I have to look up and say how y'all doing buddy <laughs> growing grown they're grown Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1, I and I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, that means fleshly, even as unto babes in Christ. 
I have fed you with um, milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it. He says, neither yet now are you able. He said, for you yet carnal. And it says, for whereas there is among you envy and strife and divisions, are you not carnal and walk as men? If you see somebody, all they, they're just envying something and, and there's strife and there's divisions, what's wrong? They need to grow up. Yes, sir. They need to grow up. Amen. And I know you get, you get, you're getting taught what the Bible says about this. But the Bible says, and who, he says, when, who then is Paul? And who is Apollos, but ministers by whom ye believed, even as the Lord gave to every man. I have planted Apollos water, but God gave the increase. We need to keep on planting. We need to keep on watering and keep on praying. Amen. And letting God do the increase. Hallelujah. So then neither is he that planteth anything, uh, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. And now he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his labor. Hallelujah. It's a place where I started off and going to Sunday school. Boy, I had a desire to hear that Sunday school teacher teach that lesson had a desire to listen to the man of God as he would open up the Bible and preach the word of God. Amen. And I still have that desire. I hope I never lose the desire to know more about Jesus. You know, you and I that are getting older, there's that word getting older again. We ought to want to know more about our Lord. Amen. We ought to spend more time in the Bible than we ever have. We want to spend more time, my friend, in the house of God than we ever had. We want to spend more time praying and witnessing and telling our loved ones and telling our friends about Jesus and how we want to see them get saved and see them, my friend, go into the house of the Lord, amen, and serving the Lord, say amen. Man, cuss me out. Y'all might call it cursing. They cuss me out. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I was preaching on a radio broadcast six months after I called, was called to preach. A friend of mine said, you need to go on radio. I said, I can't afford to go on radio. He said, you, I said, yes, you can. I said, no, somebody's got to pay the bill. He said, I know, I'm going to pay it for you. He had to pay some business. He said, I want you to go on radio. I was on the radio one Sunday afternoon. I was preaching out of 1 John chapter 5, how you can know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are saved. You don't have to hope so, maybe so, guess so, feel so. Thank God you trust Christ Jesus, you can know so. I was just preaching up a storm. man called me up and he said, I heard you on the radio. If you ever preach again on knowing you're saved, he said, I'm going to come to your door and I'm going to get in your driveway and I'm going to stomp your head in the driveway. You are? He said, yes, sir. You go back on that radio next Sunday and see what I'm telling you. Didn't sound good, did it? Who wants, who wants to be stomped? Especially in your own driveway and your own gravel. That'd be terrible. So the next Sunday, I went back down there. But I had my buddy. He was a little bit taller than me. He could, he could handle anybody. 
So I got on radio. I come on radio preaching, went off radio preaching. I said, ladies and gentlemen, I want to continue what I started last week on knowing that you're saved by the grace of God. And some of you that listen to me, you don't know you're saved by the grace of God. That's why you don't like the way I'm preaching. But if you ever like the way I'm preaching, I'm preaching the word of God, a pure word of God. And if you ever get saved by the grace of God, you'll thank God for it. Amen. Amen. Got a call when I got home, I bet you. I bet you'll know her. Driveway at 930, and I'm going to stomp your head in, my, in your driveway. I said, well, wait a minute. Your father's the devil. Mine is the one that created the gravel and made the rocks and the stones. I said, what you going to do if God stomps you in my driveway, in his gravel? <laughs> I'll be there. Well, I'm going to tell you, buddy. You know what I was doing at 930 that night? I was in the back room praying he wouldn't show up. I said, <laughs> I might have been born at night, but it wasn't last night. He didn't show up. I knew. I said, I know what your problem is, sir. I said, you're a nice guy when you're not drinking. I said, you're drinking. You're dr- I, know, I know your voice. I know who you are. And the Bible said, Wine is a mock and strong drink is raging. Whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise in Proverbs 20 and verse number 1. And he said, well, I want to tell you what I want to do. And I said, no, you don't need to tell me nothing. God's going to take care of you. Two months later, he wound up in the hospital, flat of his back. And my brother, he's in heaven now, was a preacher as well. And he led this man to the Lord. He never cursed or cussed me again. Amen. Was real nice. He used to give me vegetables out of his garden. I said, thank you, sir. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey, I'm glad God knows how to solve the problem. Hey, you don't have a problem. I've never had a problem that God couldn't solve. Amen. Amen. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Amen. Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. In Jeremiah 33 and verse number 3. So it's a good place, my friend, to grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus. Bring your children. Keep your children in the house of God. Bring them to Sunday school. Get them in old-fashioned preaching like you're doing. Keep it up, my friend. It works. It works, praise God. Both of, both of our children are in church tonight, brother. I'm telling you, there's nothing like raising your children for the Lord and training them. Train up a child in the way he should go, and he, when he's old, he will not depart from it. In Proverbs 22, verse number 6. Hey, man, train them with the right book. <laughs> man, it's a, I may lose you on this, but I don't think so. It sure is a good place to give, isn't it? Yes, sir. I tell you, yes, sir. the church is such a good place to give you tithes and give you offerings and giving you mission money. And I'm not, I'm not preaching on something that I have not practiced, and I still practice it by the grace of God. Amen. A good place to give your tithes and your offerings and your mission money in a good old-fashioned, independent, fundamental, Bible-believing, Baptist church. Hallelujah. I ain't taking the word Baptist off of the sign. Amen. And I know Brother Mike has got, matter of fact, they just got a brand-new sign and put the word Baptist on the whole lot brighter than it's ever been. Brighter. Amen. Well, let's look what the Bible says in Malachi, uh, chapter number eight. Will a man rob God? 
Yet you have robbed me, but you say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings, you're cursed with a curse. He said, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me, uh, now herewith saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven, pour you out a blessing, there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. And he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the, in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed, for ye shall be a delightful, delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. Can't outgive the Lord, can you? I've never seen this happen but one time. I was preaching in a church and revival meeting on Wednesday night. I was preaching on, on uh, giving your tithes and offerings. And right in the middle of preaching on tithes and offerings, this man got up and started, started running all the way around in the church. I thought, man, something wrong with him. Ain't nobody never shouted while I was preaching on giving. <laughs> and after service, the preacher said, you know why that man was shouting? I said, I like to know because I've never had anybody shout like that when I was preaching on giving you tithes and offerings. He said, because that's one of the biggest tithers and givers that I have in this church. Amen. Amen. So, Brother, brother uh, Mays Jackson used to say, Lord called Abraham, Abram, but when he started tithing, God put a ham on him. <laughs> you, you want some ham? What about some shoulder? What about some bacon? What about some of them whole hog, whole hog sausages, brother? How about, hey, if you start tithing, if you hadn't started, why don't you, turn, why don't you try it? God may put a hog on it, amen. Abraham, hallelujah. Woo, thank God he's good, amen. Amen, brother. You know what the Bible said in Luke 6, 38? Give! And it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over. Shall men give into your bosom for with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. I go in, we got a place, uh, the hot dog place. Dario, you ever eat it, Dario? Oh man, if it wasn't so far, we'd just all go down and get us a hot dog. We get there in about five and a half hours but I'll go over there and I say, ma'am, I'd like to have a small comb of ice cream. And I said, do you give a large, small comb? <laughs> and she said, well, let me see if I can. And I'm telling you, she'll start digging and digging. I want one scoop now. I said, do you have one big scoop? She said, see if you like this one. Some of them do that. Other ones will make them shrink. But this one was like it was swelled up. And boy, I'm telling you, it was bigger than this glass right here on top. And all I said, could you give me a, a one small big scoop? So whatever you call that, that's what it was. But the Bible says over, and if we give, it's, it's unreal, folk. I'm not boasting, I'm not bragging, but it's unreal how that God supplies the need. In the book of Acts chapter 20 and verse number 35, I have showed you all things how that so laboring you ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And that word blessed, I looked it up in the dictionary, it means fortunate. 
It means well off. It means happy, and it means happier. You know, you find people that are happy, and then you find people that are happier. Amen. That could be a little bit of ham that I'm talking about. It's a good place to give. It's a good place to grow. And it's a good place to glorify God. Hallelujah. You know, I love this verse of Scripture over here in Hebrews chapter number 13 and verse number 15 and 16. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. What a blessed name, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He said, but to do good and to communicate, forget not, for with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Everywhere that Paul went, he was glorifying the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And brother, I'm going to tell you, we ought to be able to glorify the Lord when things are going well. Then we ought to be able to glorify the Lord when things are not going well. Things don't go well all the time, but God knows what he's doing when we're down in the valley, just like he does when we're up on the mountaintop. When everything is going well, God knows what's going on. And my friend Job said, I'm going to trust him. Though he slay me, I'm going to trust him. I'm not going to curse God and die. I don't understand what's going on, Job said, but I know my God. I know my God's always been right, and he always will be right. Amen. Amen. God bless him. Paul said in Galatians 6 and verse 14, But God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by him by whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the Lord. Amen. Good place to glorify God, to praise him. He don't ever get tired of us praising him. Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. Then he said, praise the Lord. We got something to praise him for. We don't do enough of it. We need to praise the Lord in the house of God, and we need to praise the Lord outside of the house of the Lord. Sometimes it's not easy to praise the Lord. When the burdens have got you burdened down, it's not easy when you lay your head on the pillow at night, you begin to weep and you say, Lord, why? Why did this happen? What have I done? I mean, what do I need to do? And brother, you can lay there and you can say why, 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 all that you want to. But if you'll just say, Lord, I don't understand it, but I'm going to still live for you. And I'm going to serve you. I will not turn my back on him now. Because he gave his back for us. He gave his life for us. Because he loved us with an everlasting love. Nothing, not one thing can ever separate us from the love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Isn't that a blessing? And we're going to a city one of these days. Amen. We're going to see him. We're going to bow down. We're going to thank him for being so good to us. Do you love him tonight? That's what God laid on my heart this afternoon. 
I've had perfect liberty to preach this morning and tonight. Thank you for praying for me. I really appreciate that. Paul said to pray without ceasing. Man ought always to pray. There's still power in prayer. It moves the hand of God that controls the world. Amen. Let's stand to our feet, if you will, please.